Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 109. Happy Wednesday. I hope that you guys' week is going great. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend because I got a, a good friend coming for a couple of days and it's going to be sweet. He's never been to Oregon, so we're going to go to the beautiful Oregon coast, all that good stuff. So there you go, Jim. I just gave you some spoilers. Um, okay, guys, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm always stoked but I'm stoked. Okay. Stoked with a capital S today. Um, I've been really looking forward to this interview. Uh, when I found out this person was following us on Instagram, I was like, what, what? So I'm stoked. Um, my guest today, we're going to do a little bit more introductions in the actual show. Uh, so my guest is she's an actress and she's also the co-host of his story on his glory TV. Let's give it up for my guest today, Taylor Julie. Tay Duels, hey. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I know. Welcome to the show. It's 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 gonna be a great episode. I'm so excited. I know, I'm so excited. I'm I've been looking forward to this for a while because I've been watching you guys for a while. So oh, wow. very excited. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh crazy in a good way. Um, okay, so Taylor, why don't you uh we'll just kind of jump in and see where this goes, but why don't you just tell people about about you? I mentioned you're an actress. So some people were like, actress, what? So go ahead and just tell the people about you. Well, I, um, my name is Taylor Dooley and I am an actor. Most people probably know me from uh, the movie I did when I was a kid called The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I was Lava Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did a kind of really cool sequel spinoff reprise uh, in 2020 called We Can Be Heroes that was on Netflix, where I got to be Lava Girl again as an adult, which was awesome. a huge honor. Um, so I'm, I've been an actor since I was, gosh, 11 years old and just doing what the Lord kind of called me to do. And I've been doing that. And then um, I'm now the co-host of his story on His Glory TV with Pastor Dave Scarlett. And we interview celebrities and get their story about how the Lord has worked in their lives, which has been a huge blessing mm-hmm. to do that as well. How did that, how did you get into doing uh history? Cause I know Lisa Varga was doing yep. it before you. So how did that come about? Um, they actually, so Lisa and pastor Dave interviewed me for his story. Um, and I was on the first season and they had some scheduling conflicts come up and she couldn't do the second season. So Pastor Dave, we had just met in person. He had invited me out to the Anaheim Reawaken America tour to meet him in person because he was in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up getting baptized by him as an adult. I had been baptized as a child, but mm-hmm. I wanted to renew my faith and kind of uh, just reaffirm where the Lord was taking me. So I had Pastor Dave baptize me in San Clemente Beach, which was beautiful, but awesome. crazy. It was, it's very insane to get baptized in the beach. It's the most beautiful thing, but the waves were crashing. It was just, it was gorgeous. I cried my eyeballs out, but afterwards we were having dinner and he just said the Lord had put it on his heart to ask me to host the second season with him um, and beyond what, so however long it goes, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where the Lord's called us right now. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And then how often is his story on? Is it like a once a week thing or is it multiple? We're on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday evenings. At 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, Eastern, and um, tonight actually we're we have a new episode with Ron Duguay. So, All right um, on. the right hockey on. player, yeah. Sweet. So the link is in the description, everybody. So when you're done here, 
you can click the link and get the show ready to go for tonight. <laughs> yes, you so, could. <laughs> so I get to ask, Taylor, um, obviously you're a Christian and you're outspoken in your, your faith. Um, have you always been a Christian? And what was that like being in Hollywood, uh, having to kind of walk that out? Well, it's it's taken a turn. I will say that it my faith has definitely taken a turn as well. So I, going back, <laughs> um, I was a Christian since the time I was a little kid. My parents found the Lord when I was just a baby. Mm. So I was a Sunday going, church going, went to Awanas. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I I did all that stuff, but it was we were we were Sunday Christians, and my mom and dad liked to always call us we were baby Christians. So mm. we didn't really know what it was like to have a relationship with the Lord or really even the Holy Spirit. It just kind of was something we did on Sundays, and um, that was it. Didn't really go much beyond that for years, but it was always something that was in my heart. From the time I was little, my mom used to say, you were just a little light for God. I, I guess I was, I would just walk up to people in the grocery store and be like, do you know Jesus? <laughs> so it very much had an impact on me. And so I, that's how, kind of how I was raised and how I was brought up. And then when the entertainment industry came into my life, I felt like it was a calling from God because mm -hmm. it kind of came so easily. It, it really did. It came out of nowhere and it, I had been performing from the time I was a little girl for my family, always making up plays and things. And in, a, in um, my dad actually um, found a modeling thing and was like, you should do this. You, this would be fun for you. And so I did and tried a commercial class and fast forward. And I was asking my parents to drive from Arizona to California to for auditions. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my mom was so sweet. She did she did the drive. We did like an eight hour drive one way. I'd go on an audition and she'd drive eight hours home just for a commercial audition, mm. which was absolutely crazy. Um, but the Lord was so good. And my, one of my first auditions was the adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl for film. And I ended up booking that, mm. which was that's, such a huge God thing. That's a huge it, deal because I mean, for those who don't know that movie was directed by Robert Rodriguez. who's a very well-known director in Hollywood. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that's a big deal. It was, it was one of the biggest, my agent at the time was like, this is the movie. If you could get this movie, this will be the next big, cause he had done Spy Kids, all the Spy Kids films. Mm -hmm. And those were huge. So it was a three picture deal. Sharkboy and Lava Girl was with Miramax. So we were going to do three films and it was a very, very huge deal. And I remember it was so funny. My mom, I've always been pretty girly girl. <laughs> and so my mom was like, look, Tay, I don't really know if you could play a superhero but just go in there and do your best <laughs> and fast forward. And I booked it, which was, like I said, it was a complete God thing because talking to Robert later on um, in life, we've talked about it a lot over the years. And he said that it was, it was actually my light that made me get booked the role. He, he loved, he said, my audition was great, but the minute I smiled, he said, he just saw this light and he was like, that's love girl. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, it was just, which is so cool because that film was largely, uh, looking back on it now with the relationship I have with the Lord, I feel like it was very, very prophetic. So it was such a cool thing to know that he saw that without knowing 
what he was seeing exactly yeah. and that the, it was kind of just such a confirmation all of it as i got older and put the puzzle pieces together i was like what a what a beautiful way that the lord works oh for real yeah yes yeah sorry i'm trying to remember there was something i was going to ask you about it was about robert rodriguez um well i i i'm curious did you because obviously he had you come back for we can be heroes yeah um was there uh i heard you mention in another interview with somebody i think you had said that he had a christian background or mm -hmm. i don't know if he had kind of beliefs you know sometimes people say things and they're like oh yeah i'm a christian but it's like i'm a christian and i'm all these other things so i was just curious uh, about that in hollywood there's always an and usually mm -hmm. the, uh, there's a lot of that there's a lot of um i'm a christian but um so i know that back when we did the adventures of shark boy and lava girl he and his family were um were Christians. They went mm. to church. They were very, they were very big Christians. I don't know. Uh, we've never had this conversation, so I don't know whether that's what sparked Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Because, like I said, it does have like the the root of the story is that um, darkness is overtaking this planet, and the only way to stop it in the end of the movie is light. Lava Girl. Mm. The whole movie, she she has this constant. Am I? Am I? evil because she's lava so she burns everything she touches she has this whole which is such a like strong subject matter for kids they're sure and so they're they're very much um wondering she's wondering the whole time she's like am i evil am i good what what was my purpose what was i made for because she's uh -huh. a dream that max dreamed up and by the end of the film she's she realizes that she is light and her light is what casts out the darkness mm. and what saves the planet which is such as i mean as believers that's what we're called to do is be lights to cast out the darkness yeah. so i believe that that was such a huge but i don't know how much that he thought into that i know a lot of it was written by his kids and helped with his kids oh that's so cool which is it was that. so fun yes his son is an amazing i mean all of his children are amazing they're just the most artistic wonderful kids they're fantastic and so there's the, his son helped um write that they came up with it in the like together i think it was just a game they played with shark boy and lava girl in the pool and so then they decided to make it into a movie so which is cool. what they I did i love that i love that so i gotta um i'm curious um because obviously you you were 11 when you did the adventures of shark boy and lava girl correct yes so i know there's been a lot of talk from child stars about weird stuff happening on set did you I'm just curious what the set environment was like. I mean, this is your first Hollywood movie, um, which is in and of itself, maybe a little overwhelming. Um, yeah. But what was the dynamic like on set? Cause I'm always curious. It seems like there's a, um, a lot of times with kids stuff, there's this, uh, it just seems like adults have a hard time letting kids be kids. And so mm -hmm. as a result, it's like, Oh, we got to get them we got to get them grown up quick. It's our duty to get them grown up quick. And so as a result, even stuff behind the scenes on sets, I've heard maybe the environment isn't very child friendly. So I'm just curious what your experience was on the set. Well, my experience on Shark Boy and Lava Girl was phenomenal. It mm -hmm. was honestly, it was, it, it's really unmatched because Robert is one of the biggest sweethearts mm -hmm. in 
I mean, from me knowing, I've known him all these years, we keep in contact still to this day, and he is so incredibly sweet. And so the fa- it felt like a family. I walked on the set and every single fear that I had completely melted because it just felt like you were walking into someone's house. And it was just this big because he the way he does it is you go to Texas and you film on his studio, which is he films every single movie at his studio with the same people he uses, the same cast and crew wow. all the time. And so he he just really creates this wonderful family environment. His kids were on set 24-7. It was just it was a really beautiful thing. And actually, um, Taylor Lautner, who played Shark Boy, mm-hmm. um, his family, we had found out because they had us meet before we actually filmed the movie. And Taylor and I, both named Taylor, yeah. uh, we're both named Taylor. Both of our mom's names are Debbie. We're both originally from Michigan, not too far from each other. And we had both moved to the same part in California, wow. which was insane. We just had so many, and we were both Christians. So oh, wow. our families became very close very quickly and we all had so much in common that it just became like we were just one huge family and we were there for almost four months filming. So I had one of probably the best experiences you could ever have. After that, I did another film and that was not so great. Oh, interesting. Very, yes. It, which made me quickly realize that bubble of like, this was my first Hollywood blockbuster movie this must be how the entertainment industry works. I very quickly realized that was not, it was just how Robert works, hmm. but there is, and I'm sure there's, I know there's wonderful other people, but, and Roberts is unmatched. I mean, there's so many people who can attest to the fact that even as an adult going back for, we can be heroes. It is just a beautiful set environment where everyone, I got to see all the same people I had saw years earlier when I was no 11. Way. The same costume designer did my costume for the for the next one. It was it was just beautiful, and it's it's wonderful that he does that. But that's not the norm in Hollywood. Wow, definitely wow. not the norm. <laughs> it was and definitely God's protection. No kidding. That being my first film. Yeah, and does Robert live in Texas? Is that why he does everything in Texas, or yeah? Is there, oh, okay. Yep, he does it to be able to stay close to his family, and and there's a lot. Um, so they were actually filming reshoots for Sin City which was his adult content, very yeah. adult content movie yeah. when we shot Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So there was there was two different things going on at the same exact time. So on his one set, he had Shark Boy and Lava Girl and all these kids. And on the other set, he had Sin City. So that was a little interesting and got a little iffy, but they were very sweet to keep us kids protected. Like if any mm. people were coming in for Sin City, we were not allowed out of our trailers. The oh, good. We would be... A, stuck in like kind of quarantined into our trailers until the, those people in those props because there was a lot of bloody gory mm-hmm. r-rated things they kept yeah. us away from all of that which was really nice and very sweet like i said i i don't have anything but amazing things to say about robert that's yeah. that's that set was a gift from the lord but it's certainly unfortunately not the norm in hollywood mm. for kids and yeah. and kind of to second part to answer your question um, child acting, I think the reason why you're, we're seeing so many people come out now about um, Hollywood is, first of all, because there's a lot that needs to be exposed. And, and I think the Lord is just, we're really in a moment of exposure. And I think on all levels and all facets from ho- not just Hollywood, but I think that Hollywood's a big one that needs to be exposed. But child acting is hard in and of itself, even without it, because there's you're expected to walk onto a set and do a job for nine hours out of the day as an adult. 
but yet you have to act like a kid. But if you act like a kid on set and be silly, everyone's telling you to shush and be mature and quiet down. And so you, you very much, if you work for a long period of time as a child, which being in the business and around the time that I was in, I was friends with all the child actors that everyone knows and loves today that are now adults. And you watch how working in this constant environment where you're not allowed to be a kid really stunts your growth. Mm. And I think it largely, I think it did largely stunt mine a lot too, um, because you're just expected to be a certain way mm. and you're, you're expected to have all of these emotions. I'll, you, I go on an audition where, you know, you're, the most horrific things are happening to you and you have to pretend like you're trapped in a box and this guy kidnapped you and you have to go in there and they expect you to cry and feel these emotions, but your body doesn't know you're acting. So you mm -hmm. go as a 13 year old feeling all of these emotions and all of these crazy things. And then you leave like, Oh, nothing happened, but and that, done. It, yeah. yeah, it just it doesn't, you don't, they don't give you the tools as a, as a child, they really don't give you the tools as an adult either, but um, you just, don't have the tools to work through that. And no one talks about that. So you, then you wonder why you have the Miley Cyruses and the people who grow up and, and act a little crazy. And you're like, well, they didn't get to be a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were told they had to be a certain way yeah. on top of everything that you see in the entertainment industry as a child and as a young adult actor, there's just so many layers there that, that you, it's just, it's sad that we don't have more help. I think there, we, there definitely needs to be change in, the child acting world for sure. Yeah. I mean, what have you thought of any solutions? I would love, I, I I've talked a lot about this with some of my former actor friends that, that I really would love there to be some sort of like, uh, not necessarily therapy, but so sort of like a therapy, therapy, just to be able to talk and like calm your body down and like mm. talk out what you're doing more, um, more of that for kids but the problem with that is is like I really just think honestly the bottom line is we it needs God yeah. <laughs> that's really the bottom line of it it's a good solution because it's just there's so many layers to it that it's mm -hmm. just so hard to just cover one layer it just we, we the Hollywood really needs to go back so much of it to to just God mm -hmm. yeah I had seen um obviously as far as I know, Jessica Alba is not a Christian, but I saw apparently she's a big advocate for creating a family friendly environment on set. I think yeah. she's doing a lot of producing now or something, but um, where they actually have, cause there's a lot of, you know, moms and they want mm -hmm. to actually have a thing where they can actually bring their kids. So I don't know if there's like a daycare or some kind of a care. I thought that was kind of interesting though. Um, I think, yeah. So it's funny she um funny you mentioned her because she was in the fourth spy kid movie that mm. they did i think they did a fourth like spinoff so she worked with robert and i know that that really um i've been able to talk and she, she i know that impressed upon her heart a lot because he's got such a family environment so i have two children and when we did we can be heroes they were welcome on set cool. they were uh, they were just babies gosh my daughter was four months old <laughs> I think when we filmed so but she was on set and and they were so sweet with the kids and just having visitors that it was really um it it was really really sweet to see and um and just experience that that he hadn't changed so I think a lot of people love that and I think there is a huge advocacy because you do definitely as a mom going in now then as an adult you don't see 
So we don't have in SAG rules for time. Like we can work. I would go to work at four o'clock in the afternoon would be my call time. And I wouldn't get home till like four in the morning. And so you don't see your kids for a long period of time. Yeah. No kidding. And, and that was, that was hard. So to be able to have them on set was really, really nice. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Yeah, I bet. Um, so there's a question from the chat. So yeah, they did a fourth Spy Kids in 2011. Um, question yep. from the chat from Angela. Do you think Hollywood needs to change their expectations on how filming happens? So you can answer hmm. that however you want. I think Phil, I, I think we just need to, um, I, I think expectations for sure. I think there needs to be more protections, I think, mm-hmm. on kids. Um, there is a lot SAG has rules. Like we're only allowed to work as children. You're only allowed to work eight hours and two of those, I believe have to be school. So you really can only be on set for a little bit of time, which is why children and family films take so long to shoot because you can only work Monday through Friday for like six hours out of the day. But I think that there needs to be definitely some more expectations to bringing, if you're going to do it, something like Robert did, which was just family oriented all the time. He had us on like field trips on the weekend. We would do fun things together. We would go on his boat and it just really felt like a family and everyone was invited. And the best part is the moms weren't made to feel like stage moms for wanting to be there. And I think that that definitely needs to be something, an expectation that needs to change because usually some, in my experience, part of the negative that ended up starting to happen to me as I got older in acting was the stage parent narrative that they love to spin in Hollywood because a parent asks questions about where you're taking their child and Mm. how they don't want you to be alone in a room with them. And then you get labeled a stage mom because you ask these questions and that's something Robert never did. He was never alone in a room with a child. He was never, it was always your parents invited and your parents needed. If you are needed in a meeting, your parents in the meeting. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that is a huge expectation that needs to change in Hollywood. I think it always needs to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. It's interesting to see, um, cause I had no, that no idea about Robert Rodriguez that he was this way. Um, but you know, then you look at his body of work and yeah, there is this strange dichotomy between his like Sin City or, like, Desperado or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah, Spy Kids or Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you know, it's, it's an interesting contrast, but, um, you know, I was watching, um, they have like, but cause it, for those who don't know, he was the showrunner on the book of Boba Fett. So if yeah. you've seen that, that was him. Um, and, uh, he's a big Boba Fett fan. Um, yeah. he did but Mandalorian was, as well. Yeah, and he did an episode of The Mandalorian yeah. also with Boba Fett. Um, yes. <laughs> and, um, but they do like behind the scenes things. And it, he does seem like a pretty chill guy. Um, oh, he is. Like he's yeah. always sitting there like playing his guitar. He's like playing his guitar yeah. with Baby Yoda and Baby Yoda's like bobbing his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does seem like a really fun, fun environment, at least. Yes, it is. It is. And he's amazing. Like I said, he's so sweet. I have nothing but amazing things to say about him. Cool. Um, and and that stood the test of time because working with him again and we filmed in 2019 and he was 
so just the same exact person and we still we text a lot and he's always the same his kids are amazing they've grown into fantastic adults and they they had like every single part to do with we can be heroes our sequel they were the kids were there all the time and they're adults i say kids they're adults now but they were there and uh his one son was composing music for it one son was helping him direct and write and it, his daughter was doing the cartoons for it and drawing and it was just beautiful it's just a really beautiful family environment that's the expectation i think that needs to be happening if we're going to have children in films because it's such a harsh reality and it's such a hard thing for kids to do so i think we need to there needs to be that sort of expectation for that as well as the obvious expectations of the darker side of hollywood mm -hmm. of yeah. the things that happen um that definitely needs to be done away with and exposed i think for sure yes yes it does okay so i'm curious about so obviously you did shark the adventure the adventures of shark boy and lava girl and then years later you reprised your role what mm -hmm. was that process like was it cathartic was it um you know i'm just curious it was first of all the silly part of me has to say it was so much fun because lava girl so i get to dye my hair bright 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 oh so it wasn't a wig like you legit no that's wow. my hair that's awesome. So actually in the story, rewind a little bit back in when 2004, when we were shooting Shark Boy and Lava Girl, we had shot the first two weeks of the movie. And Robert said to me, uh, he called me and my mom in for a meeting and said the dailies, which is like their daily clips mm -hmm. of what we filmed. He's like, they look amazing. Everything looks so good. There's one problem. She doesn't look like a superhero. I, she's in this really cool suit. And then I have, my hair is naturally brown. And so he, I have this dark brown hair. He's like, it, it's not really working with the whole lava girl thing. And so I digitally made your hair pink. I think it looks really cool. We should dye your hair pink. And I was 12 or 11 at the time, like, yes, let's do it. My, my mom was a little bit like, wait, 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 you're gonna dye my 11 year old's hair pink. But we did it and we loved it and it was amazing and, my mom got many looks in Austin, Texas, when we were out on the weekends with me just 11 years old with bright pink hair. Mm -hmm. it, there were many people who were not happy about it, but it was my favorite part about it. And so being able to come back as an adult, Robert was Robert called me and he was, he just said, so are you going to make us get a wig or are you going to dye your hair again? And I was like, I'm going to dye my hair again. That was too fun. So yeah. I got to dye my hair, which was so much fun. It was such a beautiful, it's such a fun thing because the minute my hair gets pink, I like, I feel, I'm like, I'm lava girl again. This uh -huh, is it. It's yeah. like very, it's very cathartic because I got to be her again as an adult and she's a mother in the film. So I got to, which was such a cool thing because I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. So it really was just a really fun look forward into where her life might've, might've went and what would have happened, which was fun. And we're actually supposed to do a sequel to Week Me. Oh, hey now. We are supposed to do a week and be heroes too. It was announced. I I mean it was unfortunately the pandemic happened, so that pushed everything back. But right. we we definitely are supposed it's slated to happen at some point, which will be fun. But yeah. it, it it definitely uh, it was such a beautiful experience to be able to see, like I said, the costume designer did my costume for the second one. I got to see all the same people, but as an adult which was yeah, such a beautiful experience. Yeah, and I'm sure that gives you a little bit more of a different perspective too, you know? Yes, and it, it was, it, there's so much of Hollywood that is unfortunately 
not wonderful. There, there's so much, like I said, that needs the Lord because there's, gosh, there's just a lot that mm-hmm. we could talk for hours about that side yes. of it. Yeah, <laughs> we could. Uh, but, but really quick, before we get into that, because we're going to yes. get into it. Um, <laughs> did, did people, because you dyed your hair, like it's, it's not just like pink. It's like, like what, like neon. I mean, it's like, like, or like a, how would you describe that pink? It's like it's, a really unique color of pink. It is very, very pink. So yeah. for those who want to dye their hair, it is hot topics manic panic hot hot pink that's yeah. all it is but do but people it's, recognize it's like were they so like pink. your hair is pink again and you play lava girl you play did anybody did anybody notice you know <laughs> so what's funny is is uh when we did the film at the first one after it came out i dyed my hair back brown and uh we wouldn't i me and taylor lautner were best of friends we hung out all the time and everyone would always recognize him because shark boy and lava girl had just came out and it was a big film and they would be like, oh, where's Lava Girl? And I'd be like, I'm right here. But no one recognized me ever. So it was kind of a really cool hiding way for me to hide a little bit from that fame that happened. But as an adult, I don't think anyone expected. We didn't announce we were doing it before we did it. So I didn't have, there was no big announcement. I wasn't trying to keep it a secret, but I was, I had the legally Netflix made me I wasn't allowed to post about it. Everything I posted on Instagram had to be black and white. I couldn't tell anybody, but I was in Austin, Texas with pink hair. And I can't tell you, it was the it more than the first film. I got so many people walk up to me and go, are you Lava Girl? You look exactly like her. And the minute I'd say yes, they'd go, wait, why is your hair pink? You're doing another film, aren't you? And oh my like, goodness. I can't say anything. Yeah. No, so, I'm not. I just, was, I just wanted I, to take a trip down memory lane. That's why I'm just hair. here randomly in Austin, Texas, where Robert's studio is with yeah. pink hair. <laughs> yes. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, okay. We talked, I kind of asked you this backstage, but we'll talk at, at length about it. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, Hollywood is rotten and it needs, the whole thing needs to go away. And it's, uh, but you know, I was saying to you that my wife and myself definitely don't have that same perspective. I think that there's some things that do need to go away. Absolutely. But I do think that there are some things that are just out of alignment and they need to be mm. realigned. Um, you know, there's been a lot of franchises uh, that have departed from their original intent or the creator's original intent, all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to hear your opinion on that whole, does Hollywood need to just go away? Um, the whole thing burn or do you view it more of a reformation kind of a view a viewpoint well i think i had, I had said backstage i i believe that god is the great restorer mm-hmm. and i think that everything i don't think we ever need to just throw the whole thing down burn it all down and just build it back up i think that there are i know firsthand first of all there are many many terrible things but there are many good things and there mm-hmm. are many good people so, uh, you know, I get a little frustrated sometimes when everyone's like, everyone's bad in Hollywood mm-hmm. just because this one person's bad. And there are, trust me, not good people. And there are a lot of them. And I think it appears like there's more than there are because it's unfortunately a lot of the bigger name people, probably most of the bigger name people. So, so it appears that it's all of them because it's just the people you see. But there are so many people in Hollywood. Hollywood is huge. And there are so many people that have hearts for the Lord mm-hmm. that are just scared to talk about it. 
yep. uh, there's a lot, especially with today's uh, cancel culture. There's, there is just so much that people just are, are a little more reserved and afraid to lose their careers. And I kind of went, uh, if God, God wants me to do this, he'll pave a way. And if he doesn't, I'm just going to speak the truth, which made my career kind of just, explode. just take a nose dive. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. But I was okay with it because I just was following what God wanted for me. And, and, you know, I don't judge those that stay on the other side of the fence and just don't say anything because it's just, you know, God calls everyone to different things and there, right. there's needs to be secret agents for the Lord, I think. Mm -hmm. And then there needs to be people with the bullhorn. And I think that it takes all of us, but I think that there is, there are both sides. There are yeah. people who are wonderful and there are people who are terrible, terrible people. Unfortunately, I've met some of them firsthand. I, everyone knows Harvey Weinstein's not a great person. He well, was and you, you had a picture deal with Miramax, which I yeah, think was he was company. the producer of my movie. Yes, and so did he you ever at, meet him? Oh yeah, he was at the premiere. He was on set. I've met yeah. him quite a few times. I was a child, but yeah, I met him. I think there's a picture of me all over the internet with him because he was at he was at the premiere. So I've met and been around some people that are definitely not great. Right, and there are some. That ever everything that people say about Hollywood is true. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that are very true, but there are that's not the all all of it. There are people like me before I started letting my career take a nosedive because I spoke up because that's what the Lord wanted me to. There are people, so many of my friends even that believe in the Lord, and and so I don't think that we just need to burn it all down and say that everyone must go. I think there needs yeah. to be a move of God. And I think there needs to be a great restoration, but I believe that it can absolutely happen. I think that mm -hmm. first exposure has to happen, which is why God gave me kind of a word. I was in prayer. It was probably right after we can be heroes came out. So in 2020 and the Lord just said to me um, that I, I was going to be a bridge and that to awesome. do that, I had to start speaking up. And so yep. I, I want to be a bridge because I have so many friends in Hollywood and God has protected me to be able to keep those friends. They're so sweet on the back end. <laughs> they don't usually, uh, you know, publicly talk about me now because I've, I've had a lot of uh, blacklisting in Hollywood because of me speaking out, but I've been able to talk to them and be able to get stories. And, and I think that the Lord is just calling some of us to be bridges. And that's mm -hmm. what, that's what I really want to be able to do, which is why I decided to start speaking up. Yeah. I feel like that's a really fair response though, in terms of like what you recognize your role is and not everybody is in that same role. Because I think sometimes there can be this whole thing of like, if you have a conviction, then everybody should have this conviction mm -hmm. or, or, um, you know, if I'm taking this approach, everybody should take this, this approach. But yeah, yeah. sometimes there are people that God there, I would wager there are people in high levels within Hollywood that Mm -hmm. are like, dude, I've got to be covert about this because I recognize mm -hmm. what God is doing through me. Um, and then of course there are people that have ministries that minister on sets to different actors. And they're yeah. like, there's some really high profile actors that are Christians now, but we can't say their names. Um, you know, and so it's just a mixture of, of a lot of different things. And God is doing multiple things in multiple different ways through multiple yes. different people. Absolutely. And I think that that's where, as believers, I think sometimes there's this, I, I think it's like the religious spirit that sometimes stirs up in us that of judgment yeah. that we need to judge. And I think that that can be super dangerous. And we need to just 
be what the Lord called us to be, which is love and light. And that's what I try to do is just know, because sometimes even me, look, I'm human. I can get frustrated sometimes with people that I know play the game because I get aggravated knowing that, you know, who these, some of these people are, you know, how evil they can be, but you're going to play the game. And I am always quick to check myself to say it's, you know, everyone has a different role to play in all aspects of the world, especially in Hollywood and in big, when you're in the spotlight. And so I think that God's just calling people individually to help expose. And then I think there's people that don't know the Lord that are really into exposure right now. And I think that's a move of God as well, stirring up in them without them even knowing, which I think is so cool and so beautiful to see. Because I think God's just, like I said, I think we're in a time right now where exposure is huge Mm -hmm. and we're just talking about it more. There's more, I know even uh, Jeanette McCurdy just came out with a book uh, who was on iCarly. She just came out with a book. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read it on the plane. And I was in it. I read by name. You were? I, like, yes. I read, I've known her since we were kids because we grew up together. And so it was funny. I was just reading and I think I randomly on like page 60 something. And she texted me and was like, I was going to tell you, but I thought I'd leave it to be a surprise. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, and I, I don't know her walk with God. I don't know where she's at there, but I do know that there's exposure happening. And I think that it's yeah. always good to, I grew up on sets on Nickelodeon with all my best friends were on um, a Nickelodeon show. And so I was always on the set and, and I saw a lot there. And, and so I, I, my heart just breaks for those who have to go through and have to carry that burden of going through what a lot of child actors went through. God bless me to not do that. And I think it was more, it it was just such a protection that I can't even describe it. It was just, there was many opportunities for for things to happen for me, unfortunately. Um, and God just kind of swept in and always was pulling me out of it and pulling me out of it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that it's because he had other plans. That's what I like to think, because if if not, I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for those that don't know, why don't you just give like a brief rundown of like Jeanette McCurdy, like what, what, what is the book about? Um, She has a book. Well, her book is all about her mom and how her mom, I think it's even called, I'm glad my mom died, which is very morbid, but that's hard. Yeah. She's, she, it's, it's a, it's a cool book about her journey and how her mother kind of pushed her into acting and pushed her into all these things. But through that, she talks about the creator of her TV show, iCarly, and the thing, the weird positions he put her in and that her mom was kind of okay with it, uh, which happens a lot. And uh, that is something that I've seen a lot in Hollywood is, um, you know, that the over-sexualization of kids and people using their positions of power. I mean, it happens as an adult too, mm-hmm. uh, all the time. That's what Harvey Weinstein got in trouble for. It's it's very popular in Hollywood for people to use their positionings a lot. Yep. Yes, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, man. Yeah, I I don't know. There's a lot I want to ask you, but I'm not sure if it's you know, I'm just curious what types of things you saw when you were in, like the way that kid you know child stars were treated. Basically, I mean. You can go, there's so many spectrums of that you can go. For me, so I, I know so many stories and unfortunately a lot of them aren't mine to tell. Mm-hmm. But um, 
and I, I just want to be respectful of that. Yeah, but absolutely. for me personally, um, a, something that happened to me was I was um, offered a Disney show right after my movie, which was this like child actor. That's what you want to do is be on Disney. You're guaranteed stardom, which is what I was never in it for. I just was in it because I loved acting. But I, I got offered a role and they wanted to work with me on the script because I was very for some reason, I think it was the Lord, but I was very much like, I don't want to be a, a, a cheesy Disney actor. I want to be able to have a career that has longevity into adulthood. So I was kind of reprehensive about it. And my, my agents and managers were pushing me into it and pushing me into it. And I said, okay, I'll talk to them if we can do it my way. And they said, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll have you a part of the writer room. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Fast forward, we're in the Disney building and the, I don't even know who was there, but my mother takes me and they call me back and they're like, nope, you have to stay there to my mom in the waiting room. And, and my mom's like, absolutely not. Am I staying here? This is a very big building. You're not taking my 12 year old wherever you're like, I'm going to go with her, which caused a whole storm of people to come out and go, you're not allowed to come. You have to stay here. Don't worry. We're all. And my mom was like, Nope, she's not going. If I'm not going, mm -hmm. it became a whole big thing to the point where she was allowed to go. But then they opened this door to this great big conference room where there's all these men executives there and they stop her again. And they're like, you're not allowed. This is as far as you can go. You are right on the other side of the store. So bizarre. You, you can be here, but you can't go in. Yeah. And my mom was like, okay, are you okay? And looked at me and I could see these people in this room and I know my mom's sitting right there. So I'm like, I, I think I'm okay. But instantly it was just very odd. But she looked at me and I said, oh, I think I'm okay. I'm right here. If I need you, you could hear me. Like I knew she was close enough that if something happened, I could, she was there. The minute they shut the door, these people go, okay, we're going to take you. And they tried to take me out of a back door. And that, at that moment, I was like, absolutely not. My mom's on the other side of that door. I'm leaving. And that was it. I was done. I was so freaked out. It was the most weirdest experience of my life there was all of these grown men not a single woman in there it was it was just very scary and I felt internally just something did not feel right and I was yeah. done from that moment on I was done my agents and managers were so mad at me they told me I'd never work again in Hollywood if I said no and I said I'm not doing that again so no yeah sorry and and that was kind of the extent of me seeing things but there are people in the business that you just know it's kind of like this unspoken you know these certain people if they ask you to come to their house for a meeting you're not your mom's not allowed to come they'll send a car for you and people come back and it's just and you're talking about you know sometimes 13 year old boys and they just never come back the same and it just it happens more often than than you would think and it's very sad and that part of it is what breaks my heart because I know specifically friends, like I said, I want to respect their stories, but just stories of things that happen that you just say, why would someone do that? And it's all along the lines of, you know, Harvey Weinstein using his, his clout to say, if you do this, you'll get a movie. They do it as kids mm -hmm. and then they do it as adults. There's, there's plenty of people who, you know, want to, 
put you in a movie, but first you have to meet them for coffee, but the coffee's in a hotel room on the penthouse floor and your 21 year old girl going, really, does this seem right? Should I be going yeah, to this? This, uh, this seems really off odd. The books. Yeah, yeah. Seems a little off the books. This, this doesn't feel right. And so yeah. there's a, there's a lot more of that than I wish there was. Um, yeah. And, and I believe that a lot of that is, I, you know, Harvey Weinstein's just the tip of the iceberg. He's kind of the fall guy. They let him be the fall guy, I think for sure because there was just too much. But if you noticed about what happened with him, no one talked about it. And then all of a sudden, every star, every girl in the world was like, oh yeah, that happened to me. Oh, that happened to me. But no one said anything about it for years yeah. before. Yeah, because... and even the people that weren't, you know, even the male stars that, or producing partners or whatever, like, oh yeah, yeah. we knew about that. I'm like, interesting. And then they come out with stories, like I think Brad Pitt had a big story about being upset about him. And it's, it's just, it's the Hollywood narrative to keep things hush hush so much. So, I mean, not to get too crazy, but you know, there's a reason Jeffrey Epstein was a part of Hollywood a lot. Right. There's, there's reasonings mm -hmm. for that. There's people mm -hmm. keep secrets and, and unfortunately so much of Hollywood is that, but people get going back to our original statement, people get caught up in that and think just burn it all down. <laughs> like it's all bad, right. burn it all down. Yeah. But then there's people like Robert who is, the sweetest and made it such a beautiful experience for me that I walked around like Hollywood was sunshine and rainbows until I knew what it was later on mm -hmm. because I had such a beautiful experience. I would never dream that that would have happened. But yeah. there, so there is both sides. There is light and sure. then there's dark, just like everything. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm definitely of the mind where it's like, if there's an area that needs Jesus, the solution isn't, well, we should all run away from that place. Yeah. Well, someone absolutely. needs to go in people. There are some people that need to go in mm -hmm. and spread the gospel. And uh, sometimes that's through unconventional means. Like you, yeah. you're not going to, unfortunately, you're not going to get very far walking in with a bullhorn in, in, you know, uh, yeah. sound studio and just start like yelling at people. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, nope. uh, you're going to be escorted off the premises. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so what was the cuz you were saying that you know you've always been a Christian. Yeah. Um what was the why did you get canceled? What happened? Well, I so I struggled because I so I was I I've always been a Christian and I've always been very much like God, but like I said I was a Sunday Christian and mm -hmm. that's kind of how I grew up, not really knowing much else. I'd read books and as I got older, I realized that those Christian books were me spending time with the author, not spending time with God. Yep. <laughs> I was like spending time with all these wonderful authors who had great things to say about God, but I was spending time with them, not God. Mm -hmm. And it kind of happened around 2019-ish, um, right, right before I started filming We Can Be Heroes, I started kind of seeking like a deeper relationship with God. And I started watching awesome shows on youtube because you couldn't find them anywhere else um about the lord and like listening to actual teachings about god and feeling like i was getting so much more out of it than what church was teaching me mm -hmm. and so i started getting really convicted to to talk about it more but then i was concerned because i had we could be heroes coming out and netflix mm -hmm. was very they they had a very big mindset of what I was allowed to talk about and when I wasn't allowed to talk about. And you're in contract until your movie comes out. And then, you know, potentially more if they're going to do more. So they there's 
there's a lot put into a contract when you do movies. And so I was a little concerned with how that would happen and what would go on there if I did start to speak up. And then our movie, so we filmed in 2019 and then it came out December of 2020. So almost 2021. So the then COVID and everything had hit. And I had done my fair share of research and, and into all of that stuff. And I was very, felt very differently than the world did about a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wanted to talk about it, wanted to talk about it, but I just kept feeling like I couldn't because this movie was coming out and I was worried that Netflix would have things to say. And, and I didn't, I kind of learned to kind of tread very lightly after the movie came out. I just, like I said, I felt really, really convicted that the Lord was just like, you need to just, you can't be lukewarm. You got to go all in. I need you to be a bridge and to be a bridge. You can't be silent. And so I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So, and it's been a little bit of a process because I, my, my personality, it's so funny. I'm like, God, really me? Because I'm a little bit, I don't like confrontation. So to get people attacking me on social media is, is not good for me. Yeah. And the girl that sits in the corner and cries and like reads these comments and like reads every single one and like sobs in the corner and thinks I'm a terrible human being. So I was like, God, really me? Like, I can't handle this. I was not built for this. But I, I've found that when you step out for God, he steps out for you and he has protected me and, and held my heart so close to his. And I've been mm forever thankful by the by the ways in which God has just enriched my life by just me jumping in with both feet and just choosing him. And so I was canceled because my like the the ending thing, I was kind of put on the back burner. I was started getting less and less auditions because I was just simply because I was posting about God. I decided to just start talking about God and I would post my morning quiet times and things the Lord was speaking to me on Instagram and all of a sudden my viewership on Instagram went down, which is what was so funny. I used to get uh, so many views on my stories. They went down to nothing. I was being censored there. And I thought that was quite interesting only for talking about the Lord. I did nothing political, nothing. And just talking about God, all of a sudden my story views went down and I started getting less and less auditions. And I was really, I was like, well, this is odd. And then um, Sean Foyt, did a let us worship event outside of disney i remember that and i was there and that became front page news (laughs) (laughs) and that's when i got canceled because lava girl made everyone's dreams shatter because she didn't support the you know, don't say gay bill and all that stuff yeah, that was going on whatever so the then current I became, narrative is yeah. yes so then i became a homophobic person christian who's yeah. trying to push my views onto everyone and just for showing up just for being there so that is when right after that is when i got the call that i my agent and my manager dropped me, and they yeah. were like no more so, so that's when I got like officially canceled. They, they tried to deal with me beforehand and they would tell me constantly, it'd be easier to get you auditions if you just maybe stop talking about God so much. And there would be like this little unspoken, well, you know, if you just shut your mouth a little more. And, and so I just kept pressing in cause I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do that. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about God because he's changed my life in amazing and measurable ways. Mm-hmm. And then the icing on the cake was, being at the Sean Foyt 
protest outside of Disney. They were like, yeah, no. It was on yep. the front page of all Yahoo News. My dad was like, hey, Tay, I think you're on Yahoo. I was like, you're like, oh, no. hearts in your throat. You're like, oh, oh no. My God. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I didn't even know anyone knew I was there. What in the world? But yeah. That's that's what happened. And and then I kind of used it as an opportunity. I kind of just prayed on it because at first I was super heartbroken because like I said, I'm I'm a sensitive little one. So I was mm-hmm. I was very I was very upset that people love wanted to take my heart and twist it so much mm-hmm. that I had all this hate in my heart for these people and that I and I was like, that's not it at all. I'm just here because I want to see God's rule god's law be pushed and god like who god's heart is god's heart loves all of these people i don't hate anybody right and so that really really hurt me and i think the lord used that as a as a stepping stone for me to be able to gain kind of a thicker skin to know that there's just some people who just unfortunately are always going to have hate in their heart Mm -hmm. so then when roe versus wade was overturned i posted about that and that was another that was all kinds of fun Oh, that was another one that was like, yeah. oh gosh, that didn't feel, it felt great for the Lord, but it didn't, I got that one. I got way more backlash. I was prepared though. And yeah. I got a lot more, I got a lot more angry DMs. I got some people who claimed, said they were witches and going to uh, wish, wishing all these terrible things on my daughter. Dude. It was just the hate, the hate in their heart. I was like, I had to sit and I sat in prayer and just like rebuked all of it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. not. Am I allowing that? But just to sit there and and actually wish these things on people, it broke my heart that there's people out there that have that much hate in their heart that they would, for me, for believing differently than them or for me, for wanting to believe that a, that a heartbeat is life or that I'm not going to, I don't have any responsibility or right to take someone else's life. Right. You're now going to wish things on my daughter right. that I won't even speak out loud because they yeah. were so horrific. That was yeah. just so sad for me that we live in a world where that's okay for you to say that to someone and for, and for you to think that and want to do that. I just, my heart breaks for people because I think that that's just so, it's just so sad. Yeah. Well, cause I think too, when you meet somebody in person, like if you're at a coffee shop, whatever, getting coffee and you have mm-hmm. a really nice exchange with somebody at the counter, you're not going, Ooh, I wonder what political affiliation are they are. Ooh, I wonder right. what they think about this issue. Like you're like, that person was nice. That was a really yep. nice exchange, but there's this thing that happens. And I, I see it happen more, unfortunately from the left towards the right, where it's this yeah. whole, like, Oh my gosh, you think that I'm like, you got to ask yourself why you all think the same as all the people holding the megaphones that, that the arts and entertainment the media politicians yep. that have the largest platforms. You got to ask yourself, why you all think the same mm-hmm. as them. It's just like, and, and also it's like what you've deemed one okay to talk about and one not okay yep. to talk about. And I think what's more important is coming together and having civil conversations Absolutely. about a lot of these things. Um, Absolutely. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's the hope is to be able to talk about it. And the reason, I mean, look, like I said, there's the, my agents literally were like, if you talk about God less, we could get you more auditions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what like why does that even have anything to do with anything but that just goes to show the narrative that they push for everything and and so there is there is a constant of like you said the media what the media the it's just the media just pumps you with all these things and and so it's it's sad that we've gotten to a point which is a whole other conversation but that we've gotten to a point where like 
we deem one okay to talk about and one not. We can't mm -hmm. just come together. I, I have so many family members that don't believe the same as me. And it's, I don't hate a single one of them. Right. I think that we don't, the conversations need to be had. They don't need mm -hmm. to be, we don't get to only hear one side. We've never been that way. That's not mm -hmm. how even God wants it. God wants right. us to be able to talk it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I think too, like I, I try to stay very middle of the road as much as I can on certain issues to be able to look and be able to see objectively. Oh. And I can honestly say like, there are, obviously there are more attributes on the, like the right tends to side a lot more with God, God values, yeah. but the compassion, yeah, it's compassion gone mad a lot of times, but the compassion of people on the left is something that yeah actually God wants to use. Like that's mm -hmm. a very biblical thing to have compassion towards people and to want to understand where people are and to yeah show that compassion. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's a lot of it's been hijacked by Satan, unfortunately, but unfortunately, but yeah. Um, and so I think it's, it's important to look at, like, I can understand why people were upset with the Roe v. Wade overturning. Like I can yes. understand that even if I don't agree with it, I can understand why. And I think it's because the narrative that was pushed yeah. made it very different. There were so many people for every bad person that I did get who wished my family harm, which was insane. I got a few people that disagreed, but actually DM me to say, argue with me your point. Like, I want to have a civil discussion. I respect oh, cool. you talk to me. And so I talked to quite a few people and in the end we maybe didn't disagree, but, or agree together, but there were people that, that had completely different views because the media, the media just pushed things that were not true about abortions or about things like like that we're trying to murder women then or we don't care about women or just right. all these different things that you're like that's not this is not true just like the whole just because i believe in the lord doesn't mean i want to like smite every gay person like that's right. not true <laughs> i don't right. at all like, yeah. are you kidding me? I have so much love in my heart for those type of people. Yeah. Like, if you believe, like, look, like, I think they deserve extra love. You know, yeah. like, there's so much love to give. God is a God of love. There's no, we don't need to be sitting around. We all have a cross to bear. We all have stuff that, you know, doesn't align up with God. And, and he loves us all anyway. So it's mm -hmm. not our job to judge. It's just our job to be there, to be God's love and light. And certainly sitting around pointing fingers is not being, is not bringing anyone to Christ. That feels very different. But I think that that's what the media wants you to think of Christians too, mm -hmm. because the there's this big push to, to not obviously, you know, believe in the Lord. And so there's like, there's, there's it's the classic battle of good and evil, Satan and God. Mm -hmm. And, and there's that push to try to make Christians look a certain way. Right. And, and, and we've played into it somewhat, you know, there's, 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 like I said earlier, I think there's a religious spirit of judgment that sometimes comes into play that I've had to, you know, definitely, you know, we all have to keep in check sometimes because we're all human. We all are, you know, we all fail in many different ways, but God never does. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why that's the beauty of it. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what we're here for is to yeah. just help speak his love. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, how is the, how is the process of kind of ending up where you are now? Cause obviously you said you started talking about, or you started like watching stuff and around like, what was it? 2019, 2020, somewhere around there that you weren't getting in church. Um, what has changed 
from the way you were then versus the way you are now spiritually? Mm. Oh gosh, everything. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think so much. I really, really, really got away from, like I said earlier, I, I was, I think I was using people because I didn't know as a crutch to, and, and not knowing how to spend time with yeah, that's a big God. one. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And, and so I just now I've really I take my mornings and I sit outside and have tea or coffee and I just will take a morning and I just will sit and read the Bible. I will sit in prayer. And sometimes sometimes I don't read the Bible. I will just sit and wait on the Lord and just mm. be like, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you. And Sweet. and like, if you've got something to say, I want to hear it. And I'm just going to sit and and pray and wait. And, and it's really beautiful how God has just taken my life since I've just decided to just go, I don't know what I'm doing. I want you to do it all. Like, I want you to impress upon my heart what you want for me. I don't care. Acting is something that I love and it's, it's something that I didn't put on my own heart. Neither did my parents. They begged me to get out of it during it, but I, it's just something I, I love and I believe it's from the Lord. But if I never get to do it again, I'm okay giving it up for him because Mm. it's, I know that hopefully I'll do it in heaven then (laughs) because it's just, it's, it's, this, this is what we're here for is to just speak life and just, and to be the light for people. And if Hollywood is, you know, got the agendas that it's got in the movies, it's, you know, there's always some sort of agenda in movies now that I, you know, if that's the way it's going to be, I I don't necessarily want to be that. I don't feel like the Lord's calling me to be a part of that. And so I, I just really in the last year or two, the Lord has just kind of impressed upon me to just be closer to him and just, Mm. and just kind of spend those intimate moments with him and get to know him apart from what other people say, because people, everyone has their own personal journey with, with God and everyone has their own, uh, everyone has their own, you know, ways that they feel that can, they can feel close to him. And so I, I definitely, like I said, my mornings are a huge thing. Those are, I feel all discombobulated if something happens and I don't have my mornings (laughs) because I just love to just start every morning, just fixing my eyes on him and just going, Mm. you know, whatever you have for me today, I'm willing to do it. So Mm. it's kind of been very interesting how my life has that's a whole other God story, but my life has just, since I've given all of it to him, which really was probably about a year and a half ago when I really kind of went really deep, went hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, God just, I gave it all up. And I was like, I was holding so tightly for so long because I, I think being a child actor who loved it so much, saw a lot of things. And then what's crazy is God protected me. I had all these opportunities and and all these different things that happened for me that ended up always never working out. I would book a movie. I booked a film and um, it went on to win Academy Awards and it was supposed to be me. Like I booked that role and it didn't work out for reasons now that I know are because of Hollywood's cheatiness and I wouldn't get emancipated, which is what they wanted me to do, which meant my mom didn't have to be on set. I was only 16 years old. I would have been there by myself. And I said, no, instantly I lost the film. Someone else got it and it became very big. And there's things I knew know that happened on set and, and it breaks my heart for that actress. But 
I know the Lord was protecting me, but things like that kept happening. And in the moment, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know all these things would come out years later or what, what the Lord was protecting me from. So I got, I turned, I, I was an angry teen teenager. It's kind of on brand though, to be completely honest. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I was very much like, God, why would you give me such a huge dream and like such a huge thing that I don't want it for the fame. I could care less if anyone knew who I was. I just do it because I love to tell stories. I've been doing it since I was a little girl. I like to, I like for people to feel like they can relate to just the human experience by, by seeing a character and, and like, Oh, I, I love that. And, and I just was so distraught that it always felt like God put something on my heart that he, he gave to me, then he gave it to me and then took it away. And I was like, how, how is that loving? That was so hard to remedy for so many years and then add in teenage hormones. And I was just very upset for a long time. And I kind of, to be honest, pushed God away and was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I know you're real and I know that you love me and I love you. Like I was never too far. I was always like, I love you, but I'm mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of years kind of just being really frustrated with him, not understanding why he would do that until years later when a lot of this stuff started coming out and, and exposure started happening. And I started talking to some friends in the business and, and I was like, oh, okay, well maybe now I see that as a little bit of a pr- protection that I didn't see mm-hmm. it as before. Dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I didn't quite understand it. And then I get more information and I go, okay, wait, that was the director of this movie that I was supposed to, oh, okay, that was protection. And then there's, I'd connect the dots as an adult, like just, just about a year and a half ago and realizing that, okay, maybe, maybe it was something way more going on than I even knew. And God was just protecting me. And so that's when I was like, okay, God, if you were protecting me, why? Because mm-hmm. there are some people, unfortunately, some of my best friends that my heart breaks for that, that didn't that have horrible stories like what do you want me to do about this like what am I supposed to do because my heart breaks for this what am what am I what is my role in all of this and that's Mm -hmm. when the Lord was like I want you to be a bridge wow and and to this day you know I always say I I've only ever done Lava Girl really I've done a few other little films but I really God kind of kept it to that and and at this point I just lost my agent and manager not too long ago I've been canceled so if if that's not what God wants for me. If that's, if the path is different, I'm okay with it. And, and that's kind of where I got to a point in the last year and a half to say, I just want what he wants for me. Hmm. And that's all the rest of this isn't, I mean, we can't take it with us when we go. It's not, it's not worth it. It's none of it is to be able to just be able to rest my head on my pillow and go, I did what I needed to do for God is like way more important to me, especially to having kids. You. Yeah, I think that that's the, like, that's always been a part of you that maybe wasn't at, you weren't as outspoken about as your love of the Lord and, and, and it, ideas that might be unpopular and you knew they were unpopular. She's so like, I'm just going to be mm-hmm. quiet. not going to make any waves. Um, I could definitely relate to that. Um, obviously not to the scale in which you have, but um, that's something that God has been really working on with me too. It's just yeah, opinion and that people's opinions of you, especially if you're in the center of God's will is pointless. Like, like mm-hmm. to be concerned about those things is pointless. It's better to be obedient. It's better to, 
to do what the Lord has asked you to do than, than to expect a certain outcome other than being obedient to him. Whatever God does Mm -hmm. outside of that is, is, is good. Exactly. And it's just kind of just, like I said, just giving it all up to him because he's got a plan for your life and he Mm -hmm. will, I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to be outspoken because this world has made it really hard with the, it was easier years ago when there was no social media. Now everyone can disagree with you and call you a bad person and cancel you. Cause I always think that's such a funny thing. I canceled you. Well, you can't, you can't cancel me. Right. <laughs> like I'm still living and breathing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not sure. But, but we've, we've decided that that's what we can do. And we get angry and we sit behind our keyboards and we say mean things. And, and that's really made it really hard for, I think our generation to grow up and feel like we can have an opinion outside of the narrative because it's so hard not to, but I think that that's where God is leading us is to be able to say, Hey, it's okay to, to speak up and speak for me. Like I, I, I say it all the time now, but it's, 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 if you stand up for God, God will stand up for you. Mm-hmm. And, and he will absolutely. And I've seen that time and time again, whenever I, when I sat there crying because I was officially canceled, because it's not like this stuff doesn't affect me. Even though I'd given it to God, I was like, okay, well, I've kind of, when I gave it to you, I kind of expected maybe that that would be it. (laughs) Like when, like maybe I wouldn't get canceled Mm because you'd protect me. But then I saw his protection in other ways. That was so amazing that I didn't expect that his way is never our way. It's Mm -hmm. it's always better. Yeah. Always. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. I was talking about that. I think on Monday's show, we were talking about insisting your way with something versus like, mm. because that's what you all see, what you want. There's so many things that I've pursued in the past that were things mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. and realizing like in that moment when you're facing all this resistance and it does take some maturity, it does take some discernment to know the difference between when you're facing resistance, is it resistance you're supposed to push through or is it resistance because you're doing something that's outside of God's will for what? what he wants you to do. And I think, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I was going somewhere with that. I can't remember where I was going with that. I said the part that mattered. So there we go. No, that's a great part. And it's so true. That's, it's why we have to pray. I pray heavily into discernment all the time because we're getting so much stuff thrown at us in Mm -hmm. the, in the world that it's really hard. We have to pray for discernment always because there's just a lot, there's a Mm -hmm. lot going on. So you want to know whether, whatever step you're taking is the right one. So praying for discernment is always really important. Amen. Well, Taylor, um, I really feel like you haven't seen, you haven't even seen what God is doing through you taking this stand that you have. Um, and just from a perspective of seeing a little bit into the future, I guess, I, I really feel like I just feel an excitement for what God is doing in your life. And, um, I heard in the spirit, I heard you are lava girl and maybe God has spoken that to you yourself. Um, but I heard the Lord say you are lava girl. And, and right now it seems like there's like, just like with lava girl, you're burning everything you touch. Um, Mm -hmm. and in a way because of the cancellation, God is spat, you know, not God. I mean, the people there, because you stood for God and, and kingdom values spat you out. Um, but I don't see that as, I don't see that as a a final goodbye. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you're outside of a situation, you can see it more strategically. Um, And so I really feel like 
the same message that Lava Girl carries is something that God is illustrating within your life. And the fact that you were able to reprise the role as Lava Girl is actually God's confirmation of that within your life. So, hmm. yeah. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. You make me cry. Oh, <laughs> we're good. I'm glad you I were appreciate like, that. Yeah. I just think that no. like, I feel, um, I feel an immense amount of hope in terms of, you know, mm. where you're at. And I think it's going to be really cool to see. I mean, cause like, look at what's happened as a result of you being removed from that situation. Um, oh, yeah. being in Hollywood, even though I know that like, I know that acting is, is something that like you probably feel deep down inside. Um, and it kind of burns with inside you. And I, mm -hmm. I, I feel that way about Absolutely. filmmaking too. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, I just, I really, um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about what God is doing in your life. Um, mm -hmm. and so I can see all of this and I'm like, Oh man, like, Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I will, I will absolutely accept that because I, I, like I said, I just want to do what the Lord has for me. Mm -hmm. And if the Lord's put on your heart to be a filmmaker, I absolutely believe that the Lord will provide that an outlet. I think so much, you know, for hope for the whole situation, I do think so much is changing. Yeah. I think we are in a season of, of exposure. And I think we are in a season where people just want, people want to see the truth. And we, we're seeing even with movies, people are wanting to see different values portrayed in movies, you know, with different movies doing better than other movies Big in the time. box office. Even yeah. there's, there's a big call for people to want to come back to, and some people don't even know it's kingdom values. Some people, it's just uh, this right. call in their heart. They I have love no that, idea. Yeah, I, I get so it's... amused by that. I see that in games. I see <laughs> that in movies and TV all the time. Mm -hmm. And you just, you see, I see other moms because I have two kids. And so I'll see other moms be like, oh, I didn't like that film for my kids. And I don't know why. And, and they don't think they're not Christian. So they don't think the way, but I'm sitting there going, oh, that's God stirring up stuff inside your heart. And mm -hmm. you're, you're, you learn. And so I think that there's a lot that's going to change. And I think there's a lot of um, beautiful ways that the Lord is going to, he's building stories right now, I think, for, mm -hmm. for us to be able to tell in the future. I, I completely agree. And I've talked to a lot of creatives who are on the outside looking in and there's, mm -hmm. it's interesting that because I've been seeing a lot of really cool kingdom ideas kind of yeah. birthing with inside of people. I know I have quite a few myself that I'm sitting on. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's also, oh man, Man, I'm like in rare form today. I'm like forgetting everything I'm saying in the middle of saying it. It's been a crazy week. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I have two kids, so I understand. Yeah. Well, I don't have um, an excuse. I don't have that excuse, Taylor. So Oh, uh, you're busy. You yeah, do I am busy. Excuse. Yeah. Yes. I'm busy. And it's been it's been a crazy time. We're living in some Yeah. It's been a really crazy last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've been seeing a lot of kingdom ideas coming forth. Um, mm -hmm. from the outside looking at, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I remember what I was going to say, cause it's important. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of prolific filmmakers, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, um, all kinds of uh, writers and directors basically saying they're like, with the technology, the way that it is, you don't need to come down here anymore. And I, I, it was interesting that obviously there's something to be said about that. And I think maybe it depends on mm -hmm. what what avenue you're in in terms of filmmaking but at the same time it's possible that just like 
because I saw a lot in like starting in 2020 and then into 2021, I've seen a lot of relocation from people uh, where God yeah. is taking people and moving them to like the opposite side of the country and vice versa. Absolutely. And I, you've probably seen that yourself. Um, and I that's a very being one of those people, but God said no. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, no, sorry. You're sticking here. Yeah. He's like, you're saying. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I, please. Um, I was like, really? Yeah. Uh, but that's a strategic move from God like mm -hmm. that. And he's doing that even like across, you know, like the seven mountains, yeah. you know that? Yeah. He's doing that in all seven mountains right now where yeah. he's relocating people. And rather than us looking at one specific location as this monolithic kind of, mm. I need to get there. That's where I need to be. Yeah. God is the message, the big message that's coming even for people who um, God is using people who don't even honor and glorify him to, to communicate this message. Amen. Um, hey, Absolutely. you don't start your own. Like Martin Scorsese, uh, like, I think it was like two years ago, three years ago, he was like, start your industry, own industry. You don't yep. need to come here, start your own industry. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many things popping up, especially, I think the arts are one of the biggest things that Satan tried to take over because it is, it's what he's good at, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's who he it's ingrained especially music but is it's it's ingrained in him and so i think the art it's why it's one of the biggest squash things i believe that even throughout history we're always like oh you're an artist <laughs> there's always the creatives get a lot of bad rap but it's because it's we people it's it's a huge form of like influencing people and i think that that's i think that's all flipping and i think the lord is taking so much of that back and he's got so many people like you in the wings with ideas that he's going to give opportunities to to be able to tell different stories that mm -hmm. resonate with more people because so many of the stories nowadays you watch on tv are so desensitizing and so boring to the point that now even people who we're okay with it or like, okay, that was a little far. This is a little, right. we're kind of going past the point where I'm okay with. Yeah. And so I think we have, we have a big shift that is happening and it's because Satan always overplays his hand always in from mm -hmm. the beginning of time. And I think he's overplayed it a lot in the arts and we're kind of seeing a point where people are rising up and there's like this great revival in, in, really the entire world of people who just want to glorify him and want to see different things. And like you said, they might not even know that it's from the Lord. It's right. just, he's just stirring it up in people's hearts for change. And I think that's yeah. where I'm going into like really exciting times. I feel like. Well, and I think too, I look at that, you know, like I was saying earlier, how I'm seeing this like kingdom stories coming out in video games mm -hmm. and movies and TV now. Yeah. And to me, that's a great opportunity. Like if you get around these people, rather than being like, shape up, you need to look exactly this way, realizing, don't you realize that God is speaking through you? This is a message mm. for you and you can actually break down. And I, I really believe that if we shift our perspective to that of going like, what is God speaking through these people? Because God is wherever people's eyes are, God is going to be speaking, whether, mm -hmm. whether the people like it or not, like the P if the people yeah. could be anti-God, but they, they give a message for like, I don't know. I just feel like this is the message I'm supposed to say. And sometimes it can be completely God breathed. And I have, I definitely have the eyes to see that. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's something that I don't, I don't, that's why I won't write Hollywood off. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we shouldn't, yeah. Yeah. We, we shouldn't because there's, 
so many big beautiful things that are that come out of hollywood and and there's so like shark boy and mama girl it's not like yeah. i mean it was years ago but it's not like that was it's that's not a christian movie and most people to the to the naked eye it wouldn't seem biblical in any way shape or form but to be a movie centered around the fact that light burns out the darkness what get, is is there anything more prophetic to the lord right that's it <laughs> like, yeah. but that's not a christian movie but we so we you know to throw the whole thing out it would be silly because god you know gives everyone he speaks to all of his children whether we're listening or not <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's just a lot there's a lot that we need to do and there's definitely a lot of restoring and a lot of reshaping but we don't need to burn the whole thing down and start over yep. again <laughs> i agree i agree so what has god shown you about california you're in california god told you to stay in california what has god been mm -hmm. showing you about california because they're the butt oh, of the joke and god doesn't necessarily want that so no well the thing is is like i said i prayed so hard to leave i was like god i don't want to raise yeah. children here yeah i would like to go can i please go and i prayed so hard and every single time i just heard like audibly no and i'm like, I'm like really seriously and i don't so, think i heard so, right let me press in more gotta think yeah, i heard I'm you like, say no uh, wait a minute so you mean not right now is that what i'm hearing <laughs> you'd be like no so yeah. so i i just i i've prayed a lot into it is if i'm going to stay here why and i believe there is a huge revival coming to california i fully believe that with all uh, of my heart i've seen it firsthand yeah. there's some wonderful people that are doing beautiful work and you know there, there was the azusa street revival and that happened and spread a fire throughout all of california Mm -hmm. all of those years ago. And I believe that we can do that. And I believe it's going to happen again, but bigger. And I think it's going to spark something in the nation and just set it afire. A because if California can be saved, the whole nation can be saved for sure. And, and I believe that that's what's happening. And there's actually, there's actually a revival. There's a group of, and they're young revivalists that are called California will be saved. Yep. And they're Joel, doing, Joel yes. and, uh, uh, Ross. No. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had them yep. on the show. Yes. So I've actually been to, they've, they've asked me to come open up in prayer, some of their events in awesome. California. And so I've been to them and they are beautiful. And what I yeah. love about it is they get the youth to come because that's always so hard because I feel like the next, what's, what's the next generation, Gen Z. Gen I think Z, they're yeah. like, they're like the hardest generation because they've been so integrated with all of this propaganda and media, especially out here in California. And mm -hmm. There was, I went to one of them, I think it was the one in, it was the one in Huntington Beach. And there were just like junior high teenage girls sitting there walking by the pier, saw what was happening, came in and just decided to start giving their life to the Lord. And it it's just beautiful to see. And I think stuff like that is happening all over California. I think that there is amazing revivals happening. I think that God is just, God has a heart for California. And I think mm -hmm. that he wants to help shape it and change it. And I don't think we've seen the end of it for sure. I think so many people think it's too long gone, kind of like Hollywood, burn it all down. Right. Like let's just detach California and we'd be good. And I definitely, there's, I mean, there's times that I'm like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Right. <laughs> but, but I do think that it's, it's, it's the believers that are here that we're called to stay. I think many of us were, were called to leave and I was kind of jealous about it, but those who, of us who are here, <laughs> 
I think we're called to be the hands and feet here in California and just mm-hmm. usher in a new generation and a new wave of just the Holy Spirit out here in California. And I think we're going to see it. And I think we'll see it everywhere. I think we'll even see it in Oregon. I believe yeah. that it, there's going to be a huge revival that'll mm-hmm. just set a blaze on the whole, the West Coast. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, man, if 2020 did anything, it kind of cemented Washington, Oregon, and California as like, mm-hmm. like no man's land for people. And right. I know that God, I think, to your credit and what you're talking about, if you had left, especially let's say you let me kick you a scenario, like say you had, you made yourself leave, even when God said stay and you left. Yeah. God was like, fine. Okay. Taylor, go for it. You know, um, I'll give you what you want. And then you look back or not look back, but you look at California and what God is about to do. And you see that happen. You would have been like, Oh, mm. why didn't I stay? Yes. So for I sure. Think, yeah. So I think there's going to be, you know, you're going to, as we start to see what happens in California, as we start to see what happens in Oregon and Washington, we're going to be mm-hmm. like, man, yeah, only God could have done this, but man, I'm so glad I'm here in the front, uh, getting a front row to this. Absolutely. It's, and there's just so much that's changing. I feel like there's so, I, I meet more and more people every single day that are here in California that just have hearts that just, like love the Lord. And a lot of it is 2020 really opened a lot of people's eyes to God. And and so I think a lot of it was the enemy's plan backfired, but you know, God works, uses everything for the good of those who love him. So I believe that that's a lot of what happened. And I think we're just, we're just at the like tipping point of it. I, we're not even there yet. We haven't seen all the beautiful things that God wants. And that includes Hollywood and that includes everything to do with California, the West coast. I think all of it is such a beautiful thing. We're just, we're just right there. And if we can just as believers hang on and push into it, like push into it and pray into it and just, mm-hmm. just expect it. Because I think half of the, half of the thing that actually might go back and answer another question you answered mm-hmm. you or you asked me way earlier but like h- half of the thing that's also changed my relationship for, with god and i think that is changing this nation and every single thing we're doing right now is putting our using our authority and 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 really learning our authority in christ and yeah. knowing that and just taking it and claiming it and saying look lord like you're going to take back California. And I already am thanking you for it. Cause I know you're going to do it. Come like, on. and I know you're good enough to do it. I know you are who you say you are. And the same thing with Hollywood. I'm constantly like, God, you're going to do it because you want to, you have a will to just want to love all of these people. So we're going to take back, we're going to take out California. We're going to take back Hollywood. We're going to take it all back in the name of the Lord because, yeah. because that's who you are. You are Amen. who you say you are. He's the yeah. same God. He was, way back in the Bible days, he is the same God now and he's going to yeah. do it. Absolutely. And we just have to claim that authority. And I think that's a big thing that actually has shaped my relationship with the Lord in the last year is really yeah. just believing and knowing how to use your authority and what your authority is in Christ. And unfortunately, I don't think we were taught that a lot. <laughs> like I didn't no. learn about that except no. for the last year and yeah. a half. And so that's what really Spending time with God and, and learning my authority are the two things that have changed the last year of my life. And I, I would never, I would never wish for anything different. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And um, something that I talk about a lot on this show is, is shifting our perspective. So mm. I think for 
too long, we may have unintentionally given more glory to the devil than to God in terms of things that are yeah. happening. You know, there's that old saying, yeah. the world's going to the hell in a handbasket. I'm like, man, I don't, not in the Bible I'm reading and not what, you know, like my king says wants to happen on this earth. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know, and realizing there's like, yes, there's evil things. And we look at, we look at, obviously there's a lot of exposure to us from arts and entertainment and media mm -hmm. pushing out a specific narrative of gloom and doom and trying to keep people afraid and irrational, but also for too long, I can speak for myself for too long. I've looked at negative things happening in the world, bad things happening in the world, yeah. bad things happening in Hollywood. And we're like, Oh, Oh Lord. Oh <laughs> no. Oh, come soon. And, um, I think that that for me put my, my mentality in perspective where I was putting Satan's power as greater than mm. God's, uh, mm. when there's no contest and I'm convinced now more than ever that a lot of this stuff that we're seeing pushes, you know, pushing transgender narratives and, and, and indoctrinating kids with this thing and that thing is Satan's response to what God is doing. If you could think of God as this giant mm wave where you're like, I'm going to die. So I'm going to eat as much candy as I possibly can and just cram it in. Like that's what Satan's doing right now. Yeah. Uh, when the, the wave that is coming and is upon us from the Lord, he cannot stop and it terrifies him. Amen. And that's Absolutely. why we're seeing a lot of, we're seeing a lot more activity happen because mm -hmm. we're right on, right on the precipice of something massive and amazing that only God could do. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it comes, it comes when your pastor Dave always says, says, cause he's a military man. He he's always is like, that's when you know you're, when you're over the target is when Satan starts to try. And that, and so when Satan's all over you and you just feel like, Oh my gosh, really? Like I'm stepping out for God. Why is this so hard? But that's when you know you're over the target. And I right. think that's where we are in life is just we're we're over the target. God is over the target, Satan. And and like you said, it's just a wave that he knows he can't stop. And yep. therefore he's gonna try to take everything and everyone down with it. Wow. So it's 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 harder, but as believers, if you just know your authority and know who you are and know you're a child of God, it's actually easier because you you just get to the point where you can be like, come on, Satan, really? <laughs> like, idiot. Is this, idiot. Is this how you yeah. got for me? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was so silly. The, the other day, I, uh, what did I do? There was, there was some crazy thing that happened. I had this, oh, I had this insane thing happen to me. I don't mean like timelines. I'm like, what happened? Um, I, I had this insane thing happen to me where I felt like I was dying. And it was like a demonic attack that was insane. It came out of nowhere. I had it spiked a huge fever. It was, and it was gone Whoa. as fast as it came because I prayed over it. But I literally, I looked at my, my mom and I said, I think I'm dying. I, and she was like, your color is completely gone. I was the most freaked out I've ever seen my mom. It happens in a second. And the only thing my mom could think to do is she came downstairs and she started blowing her shofar and started praying and I started praying and we just started worshiping and, and just like instantly, like I could barely talk because my jaw was so clenched from shaking. And I, it was the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Wow. Honestly. And I just fixed my eyes to him and I started praying and I started just worshiping the Lord. And within minutes, 
my fever was gone. I felt back to normal and I was back to normal. I think the whole thing took place in like 30 minutes. Wow. It was the most insane thing. Well, so I was kind of on cloud nine after that because I was like, ha, ah, I think I might've just defeated a demon. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm like, all right, cool. And the very next day I was, I told someone the story and I had just gotten off the phone and it had really like impressed upon their heart like about the authority of Jesus. And I got out of the car and it was the stillest day. And I got out of the car and there was a little cyclone that like spun around me and it like blew leaves in my hair. My hair is all crazy. And I was walking into the, uh, this store and I opened the door to the store and it's like this crazy windstorm. And I walk in and everyone looks at me and they're like, that was the weirdest thing. Apparently it was just on me and it followed me what? into the store. And they were like, what is that? And I was like, I have no idea. I thought I laughed. I'm like, is that all you got? Like a, a weird dust yeah. storm? It leaves in my Take hair. Take that, Taylor. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the things that you do. You you start learning. When you start learning, you like like I said, your authority in God. Mm -hmm. and And you will start to see that. But you also learn when you know your authority that it's so he's he has no authority. He has no authority over you. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy to go. Really? No. Like my God is so much bigger. Yeah. He wins. And Come even on. even the devil knows it. Yep. Even the devil knows it. So yeah. So and a lot of times he knows it better than we do, actually. Absolutely. Uh, what his real authority is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was just um I was just talking about that this morning, actually, in my quiet time. I was telling my mom that the Lord kind of really impressed with that same similar thing on my heart, just that the devil, the devil knows God, like he knows of the Lord's existence. Of course he does. Cause he's, he's scared of him. So if we, if we, we just be believing that God is real is not enough because even, even the devil believes that God's real. Mm -hmm. We need to constantly just be walking with him and trying to choose him and allowing the Lord to stir up stuff in our heart and like, so that we can be his hands and feet here. Mm -hmm. Come on, come on. Yeah. Well, Taylor, this was fantastic. We could talk for a lot longer, we I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but I would love for you to just pray for the viewers and the people that are going to watch this or listen to this in the future um, as you feel led. Amen. All right. Whew. This, is, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. All right. Hmm. Lord, right now, I just want to pray for everyone who watches this video, Lord, now and in the future. God, I just want to I just want to pray that they would be encouraged by the words that were spoken here. Mm -hmm. Lord, the things that you have said through us, Lord, the ways in which you've you've guarded our hearts and, and led this conversation. Lord, I just pray right now for Hollywood. Lord, I pray that you would just be in the midst of every single person who is in Hollywood in every single capacity, Lord, that you would just be in the midst of it, Lord, that you would just fix people's hearts towards you, Lord, and that even in the most dire of situations, even where Satan feels like he has the upper hand, I just pray that you would just come in like a wave, Lord, and crash down on it, Lord, and just have your glory be the biggest thing that people see, Lord, in this in Hollywood and in this nation and in people's lives, Lord, right now, I just want to pray that they just hear and see and feel your love and your light and your authority in their lives, Lord, that we just know who we are in you and that we feel like we can step out for you, Lord, because you step out for us when we step out for you, God, and we just love you 
And we thank you and we praise you for everything you're about to do in this nation and everything you're about to do in this world, Lord, because we know that you are just stirring up something so wonderful. And God, we just want to be a part of it. We want to be your hands and feet here, Lord. And so as we just go into this new year, Lord, because it's the Jewish new year, as we go into this new year, Lord, we just ask that you would just bless us and give us the things that you want for our lives so that we can bless this world, Lord, with our with your presence and being lights for you. God, we just ask that you help us to be a light for you and to just shine bright wherever we go so that people can just know who you are and know your name. We love you so much and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Taylor Dooley, this was fantastic. (laughs) This is so good. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This was amazing. Yeah. Uh, So how can people follow you on the socials? Oh, well, you can follow me on Instagram. That's kind of where I am the most. And that is just at Tay Duels because Taylor Dooley was taken. Tay Duels is fun though. <laughs> yes, that's my yeah. nickname my whole yeah. life. So Tay Duels, at Tay Duels, come follow along. And um, yeah, follow me there. And I post about my quiet time, <laughs> everything going on. So that's where that's where you can find me. And awesome. then on his story, on his Glory TV, yes. I'm, I'm on there. I'm on there a lot. I'm not just on his story. I I'm friends with, they're like family, the whole, his glory family. So I'm, I'm on there a lot. Awesome. <laughs> so. What time? Cause it's on tonight. What time it is. is it on? It is on at 5 PM Pacific and eight Eastern. You can nice. go see tonight is a new episode of his story. And then Very every cool. Wednesday we air re air. Yep. Link is in the description, everybody. So go get locked and loaded and show them your support. <laughs> Um, everybody give a heart for Tay Duels in the chat. Give a heart emoji in the chat for Tay Duels. Uh, I'm just, I, honestly, seriously, I'm so excited about what God is doing in your life. Um, oh, seriously, you. like I, I go back and watch, go back and watch that. What, what I, I said, because I don't entirely remember, but oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. So you're amazing. This whole, oh, you guys are this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I think the Lord has big plans for you too, I feel. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> I do. No, I do. I felt it from the moment you have this presence from the moment I met you. I just, I feel like you just, the Lord just has big, big wants and plans for you. And no. I'm not just saying that. I absolutely, you have, you have a light about you from the Lord. And I just absolutely feel like the Lord's, the Lord's got some plans for you that he hasn't quite shown you yet that I mm. think you're going to be really excited about. Mm. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Now you're going to make me cry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. Quiet. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. Oh, so everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing Wednesday. This was just an awesome show. I can't wait to watch it again. Join us on Friday. We've got brother and sister dynamic duo, Victoria and Josh Rich. They're coming together. They're going to be talking all about, you guys know, I was in missions, get a big heart for missions. They're going to be talking all about their trip to Kenya. We're going to be showing pictures. We're going to be showing video. It's going to be so much fun. And then also I wanted to encourage you guys. I'm going to start doing this more because I keep forgetting. If this has blessed you and you've been getting blessed by Elijah Fire, please consider donating. Um, it makes everything possible, seriously. So if you go to ElijahFire.com slash donate, donate whatever you can. We really appreciate it. That makes all of this happen. Um, and so we can keep giving this to you guys for free. And then also, if you prefer to mail, 
uh, or if you want to mail something, if you've been like, I want to mail, uh, I want to mail a, I don't know, comic book. I don't know. Uh, there is a mailing address as well. You can get all that information at the end slide. We always play that, but it's also, there's links in the description to that stuff as well. So it's always there. Uh, thank you in advance. You guys rock. Join us on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Victoria and Josh Rich, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.